Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WTF What the Football podcast by Steel City Underground. My name is Terry Fletcher. Well, what a week nine we've had. Oh, my gosh. Starting with the Steelers, I'm so happy that we won on Thursday. It made for a very nice weekend. And just to be able to, you know, win by four points, our 2016 over Tennessee was fantastic, especially since offensively, we don't have that great of an offense right now. So without our defense, I'm not sure what's going to happen. But, you know, in the words of LeBron James, he said, well, I'm like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he was referring to the Lakers. He said, you know, we're, we're not the most offensive team out there, but we still have a winning record. And yes, we do at five and three. Um, I'm a little concerned, and this is a definitely uh, what the football moment for me as far as George Pickens. He was open several times. Kenny did miss, miss a couple of them. Even Big Ben pointed out on his podcast. But, you know, this is a growing offense. And he's got to understand that. And he's also got to understand that it's not just about him, as Heinz Ward mentioned to him this week, that this is not the time to to start trouble. And when you follow and unfollow people on your social media accounts, you're just Antonio Brown 2.0. So we need George Pickens. He's one of the most dynamic, you know, pass catchers out there. He made his own mistakes in the game by, you know, having that touchdown taken off the board because he didn't drag his foot, which he's been great about that. So I'm not sure what that was about, but um, just, you know, really not understanding his own role in why he d- didn't get uh, many, any opportunities there. So um, the ones he did get, you've got to make sure that you are doing what you can to make the most of them. And that means dragging those toes. I think there was another catch that was towards the sideline that again, he got one foot in. So George, we need you. If you hear this, you're out there. We need you. Please get your head in the game and, um, you know, be there with your teammates like they all are. And so now moving forward into the rest of the weekend, Boy, did we have some crazy games. I don't know how many of you are watching the Red Zone, but oh my goodness. We had a 39-37 Houston-Tampa Bay game that was just crazy and a crazy finish. So C.J. Stroud, obviously we lost to Houston with that quarterback, rookie quarterback, great guy, great. I shouldn't say great guy, I don't know him, but he's a great quarterback. And he had the most passing yards by a rookie with 470 Um, He topped his old record of 433. And I mean, 
he is he's just crazy. He's also the third quarterback in NFL history to throw at least 470 yards and five touchdowns with zero interceptions in a game. And who do you think did that before? Ben Roethlisberger. So yeah, he's, you know, and the other one was why a tittle? I have no idea as well. That's definitely WTF. But I think the the most <laughs> WTF thing about that game is their kicker, and I'm not laughing because he was injured. So Fairbairn was injured. But they're basically like, okay, they went to the bench and said, raise your hand if you can kick. And so they had to use a running back to kick. So let me see if I can say his name right. Dare Ogun Bowell, who he did end up kicking a 29-yard dart field goal in the fourth quarter that obviously to 39-37 was key. And he, you know, and that's what the ending game score was. And by the way, that game score, 39-37, has never been seen before in NFL history. So that's a little trivia there. But they had to go for two-point conversions twice because they didn't have a kicker. And so if you watch the game at all or you go back to see highlights, watch in a running back trying to kick a ball to kickoff. It, and, and that means no punts, no kickoffs, no extra points, no you know, again, um, field goal. So it was a crazy game when we're talking about uh, WTF weekend. Now let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I would be remiss if I didn't get a shout out to our former backup quarterback, Josh Dobbs, who then went to Arizona and now he is in the Vikings. He was actually traded on Tuesday and met with the team on Wednesday, just starting to go through practice reps this last week. And he was not supposed to start. So they were going to have the um, the other backup start. I actually don't have his name right now, but I'll have it for you. And he had no stat, snaps from the center. He'd never thrown passes to anyone. He didn't even know their full names. And so we see him on the sideline trying to show him what his cadence is um, with the offensive line so that they didn't move forward. I mean, it was seriously just the, the coolest thing ever because the first quarterback went out in the first quarter with a concussion. But after a few hiccups and a safety win because he got sacked in the end zone, and just a lot of things that happened in that game that were just like, oh my gosh, this is going to seriously be a nightmare. He pulled out a win. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, the starter was supposed to be Jared Jaron Hall. Because remember, Kirk Cousins is out with um, a torn Achilles. Justin Jefferson's out. And they're hoping he comes back soon. But you, you just can't write the Vikings off because now they are 5-4. and four. But Josh Dobbs, he basically came in when he got traded on Tuesday. He wasn't supposed to play, found himself on the in on the field after an injury. And yes, he did have two ugly start or two, I should say, got off to an ugly start with two lost fumbles. Also, I've taken that safety. But his clutch play in the fourth quarter and coming in also in the second half, they forced the defense forced two uh, turnovers that allowed Minnesota to get back in the game. They were even behind 21-13. But you just can't write off those Vikings. And the Falcons, oh man, it was so embarrassing for them. I mean, think about it. Minnesota down to their third string quarterback that just got to the team just four days ago. And they let Dobbs drive down for 75 yards for a game-winning touchdown in the final two minutes. Talk about a meltdown. And after the game, I loved some of the comments that Dobbs said. He shouted out Coach Tomlin said, no one cares about your circumstance, just what you do with the opportunity when those circumstances come up. 
He also said, somebody asked him, you know, what is it like going into a place where you don't know the playbook? He said, it's like taking a test for Spanish where everyone says it's, it's a basic test. And then you sit down and somebody whispers to you and says, actually, it's an intermediate advanced test. And you're like, oh, great. And you only studied the basics. And then you look at it and it's in French. <laughs> so I thought that was a great uh, comment as far as what he had to do. But that 3128 went over Atlanta. That was something to see. It was really an awesome game. I found myself absolutely rooting for Dobbs. And for anyone out there who wasn't, you're not my friend anymore. You have to root for him and just see what he does next week. They already said that he will be the starter, of course. So if you know me at all, I don't like talking about Baltimore, but boy, did they just trample over Seattle. 37-3, you know, it, it was bad. I mean, the Ravens seem to have the NFC, NFC division, you know, wrapped up. They, they just really understand what's going on there. Luckily for us, they don't have the AFC uh, record that uh, they do in the NFC, but man, the Seahawks just look terrible. And I don't care what anybody says, I'm not sold on the Seattle quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. They only had 151 yards of total offense and the defense couldn't stop the run at all. They had almost 300 yards just on rushing. And um, Lamont Jackson didn't have much because, I mean, I, you kind of look at it from fantasy football as well because you know what, how many points they score. He only had 14 points. That's not somebody who's doing all kinds of um, scoring and things like that, but he was moving the ball and... I think they're going to be a tough, tough team for sure. So Kansas City over Miami. Well, that game was in Germany. So those of us here in California were up at 630 in the morning. If you're diehards watching that game. Now, I thought this was going to be a good game. I mean, they're, you know, in the same division and it's definitely going to be kind of interesting to, to watch. But, well, wait a minute. The Dolphins are in AFC East and the Chiefs are in AFC South, right? So, or West. So they're in the AFC, but not the same. So correct correct me on that but the Chiefs yeah they won but I don't know what's going on with um, Patrick Mahomes but between his you know interceptions and he he's not protecting the ball one thing there that was really unfortunate Travis Kelsey was definitely blanketed he only had three catches for 14 yards trust me I have him in one of my fantasy leagues and Mahomes was spreading the ball around he had nine different pass catchers um, you know, that, that he was able to use and yes, they did win, but it was an ugly win and nobody knows ugly wins more than the Steelers, but this one was extremely ugly. Now everyone's saying, Oh, Cleveland's back. Cleveland's back. They're so great. Be with their 27 zero over Arizona. Arizona had their, what were their fourth backup quarterback. Now his name was Clayton Toon. Yeah, he wasn't a spark. He had three different turnovers. Plus, he couldn't convert a single first down. So they until they hit, um, I think that was they didn't hit uh, 60 yards total. So the Browns defense basically just took them to task. They sacked Clayton Toon seven times. And I could see him saying, you know, I'm over this. This is not what I signed up for. So we'll see what happens on that. Now, Green Bay beat the Rams. Um, yeah, I'll say that again. What the football? Green Bay beat the Rams. Now, Mather, Matthew Stafford was out, um, and the Rams looked absolutely lost on offense with their backup, Brett Ripien. He threw for just 130 yards, and I don't know what that was. Now, they, they did sack Jordan Love on the Packers four times, but the Rams are just not good. They're just not good. Now, the Packers, are they good? No, they played a... 
they played a crappy team. So when the Steelers come to play them in week 10, I, I just feel good about that game. Don't want to jinx it, but I feel good about that game. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. But it was definitely crazy. New Orleans 27, or I'm sorry, 24-17 over Chicago. Yeah, they both played like basic, I don't know, basic teams. I mean, you know, they've got Taysom Hill in the Saints, and they use him interchangeably with, with Derek Carr. It's really just kind of an interesting thing to, to watch. Nobody else does it. So, you know, he's definitely that red zone guy. They have him coming in. He, he throws touchdowns, he passes touchdowns, and he um, kind of substitutes in with Derek Carr on and off. And I know he hates it. You can always see when Taysom Hill comes in, Derek Carr, they fit, they look to, and he's like, yeah, we're doing this again. But, you know, it's it's winning games for them, so we'll see what happens. But Chicago had Tyson Badgett, and he turned the ball over four times. It was a turnover weekend. Um, you know, not apple turnovers, not peach turnovers, not blueberry turnovers, but just football turnovers. It was awful. It was just absolutely, okay, there it goes again, another one. Now let's talk about Vegas. Now, you know, they had a coach firing. So Josh McDaniels, after what we hear is the most hated coach in the locker room, and says he was the problem in Las Vegas. And so now we've got a new coach there. And it was interesting because they had Aiden O'Connell, who I picked up for my fantasy because I did have um, a, a flex with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been benched. But, you know, they finally got Josh Jacobs involved. He had 98 yards, but they didn't really give Aiden a chance to throw. They just played it safe in a game. He threw for 209 yards. And the new interim coach, Antonio Pierce, he basically just kind of played it safe. And he knew he was playing a really bad team in the Giants. And they had to start a rookie quarterback. And now we find out that um, Daniel Jones now has a season-ending knee injury where he tore his ACL. So who knows if they're going to go and pick up a veteran quarterback that's sitting in a um, in a booth somewhere, you know, calling games. So uh, otherwise their season is pretty much over. It's pretty much over. But Philadelphia-Dallas, so what the football is going on there, I would give both those teams a B. So, you know, Philadelphia 28-23 over Dallas. Dak Prescott did throw for three touchdowns in over about 375 yards. But they just could not score when they, I mean, f- they were first and five on the Eagles six yard line with 27 seconds left. They had a false start, a sack, an incomplete pass, a delay a game. And then Dak threw a short pass to CeeDee Lamb that was, there was no way he could catch it. And it was short of the end zone and it ended up as, as in a fumble as Lamb did try to make the play, but it just didn't work. And they failed to convert on fourth and goal from the one-yard line earlier in the half, and they had another turnover on late down. So all I can say is they can't beat good teams. If you look at their record, they might be bad teams, but they can't beat good teams. So Philadelphia, they're now, what are they now, 8-1? and one? Yeah, they're, they're the team, and I think in the NFC, that's really going to be tough to beat. And I don't even think they've played their best football yet. The AFC North was very strong week nine. Everybody won. Everybody won. But the AFC East, so Buffalo, who's in the East? Buffalo, Miami, the Patriots, and then uh, the Jets, they all lost. So um, it was it was a mess over there. But Cincinnati 24-18 over Buffalo. Boy, I don't know what's going on with Josh Allen, but he has thrown a interception in his last five games, in each game. So I think his coach is going to be very 
um, vocal, I would think, on what he needs to do to fix that. But definitely um, Bengals dominated that game. And just kind of pulling back around to the Steelers game, I was just so impressed with, you know, the Steelers going out. They, you know, they ran the ball early and often. And we saw Jalen Warren with 11 carries, 88 yards. Najee Harris, 16 carries, 69 yards. And they weren't able to stop him, which I thought was a really good thing. And, you know, Kenny only threw for 160 yards, but he did have some big throws. The touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson. And what the football good for Deontay. That was his first touchdown pass in two years. So last one that last one he caught was from Big Ben. So I was really happy with him. As long as our defense stays healthy, and we did lose, I think, one person. I have to think about who that was. Um, we can, we're going to be really, you know, there as far as playoff contention. I know people don't think it. I know people said they're, they don't think that's going to happen, but I don't know. I'm feeling very positive about this team because we find ways to win. And yes, I'm going to say we, because I love my Steelers and we find ways to win. There's just, you just can't say anything more about it. And so um, hopefully coming into week 10, it'll be, uh, quite the, the, the week we are going to be, uh, hosting green Bay and let's just get another win under our belt because we've got a pretty decent schedule. The only concern I have is Ohio and, and is Ohio. So basically Cincinnati and Cleveland coming, uh, we go there and I think Cincinnati is going to be tough. I think it's going to be a toss up about Cleveland. So we'll see what happens, but everyone, thank you for listening to the WTF podcast. Make it a great day and a great rest of your week. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.